Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A legend on the McDonald Jones Homes open line right now, Margaret Beardsley, first lady of track and field on the Central Coast. Uh, welcome, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's a, a bit uh, a bit overwhelming to think of uh, myself in any uh, of that regard while this incredible international field is uh, shining in front of us on the telly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've had the World Championships in Oregon, but last weekend we were texting each other during the marathon, I was hoping you'd be up and you'd uh, you'd join me in some banter back and forth. And the women's marathon is one of the greatest marathon races I think I've ever seen. And maybe because of the fact there were so many women over 30 and over 40, a lot of them were mothers. And then we saw the grit and determination from Jess Stenson. And then we find out the backstory about she didn't qualify for Tokyo, the hard work she's done to come back and, and set a PB. And then goes through COVID, her son's out there on the course. I mean, it doesn't get much better in terms of theatre and she wins her first gold medal. Absolutely. And look, marathon stories are, are marathons in themselves. You know, nobody nobody gets there with, without a without a battle, and uh, you know the um, the the camaraderie between those three ladies at the end was was probably just as overwhelming as watching the race because uh, I mean that that was a totally gutsy run. I mean we're a bit uh, in awe of the uh, the the African runners, and you know she just took them on head to head. She just jumped in front of them and socked it to them, and I was holding my breath. I, I was saying to my husband. Oh, you know that's uh, it's a, that's a big ask leading leading these guns, and uh, you know she had no fear and she wanted to be there. And boy, oh boy, did she! Uh, you know she really made it made it work and had a fantastic time and a fantastic effort. Yeah, I think tactically as well. When they hit those those hills, that's where she really made her move, and she pretty much smoked them. But you said about the other runners, so. Eloise Wellings, is that her fifth Commonwealth Games? I mean, what a legend of the sport. And at one stage, it looked like she was absolutely out, that she had nothing left. But, you know, she found some intestinal fortitude and fights her way to the finish. And Sinead Diver as well. And I agree with you. I had tears when those three embraced after the race. Look, I think Eloise is probably one of the most underperformed uh, or recognised women runners of, of this last couple of uh, decades. I know she's faced an awful lot of uh, injury time and, and just challenges. And you talk about, as I said, marathoners getting to the line. I competed against Eloise probably when she was about 14. And she was a stunner. She was such a good runner. And you just you just knew that she was going to go somewhere with it. And, uh, and she had has, but she uh, she just had so many setbacks along the way. There's just nothing nicer than seeing that success story with somebody that you know she loved. She loves what she does. She she's always loved being a runner, and uh, you know to to see her on that world stage. And I don't know if you caught the uh, the end story there when. Uh, Jess was saying that if, you know, she was paying respect to Eloise because uh, 
she her um, Jess's uh, gel, which is the energy nutrition, mm-hmm. uh, w- was missing on one of the stands. And El- Eloise said, "Look, you know, you've got the goods today. You take mine." Yeah, that that and is. It. I did hear that story, and you know that and- that that gives me that puts tears in my eyes because you know you've got somebody that you know maybe she's going to get an advantage by not letting her have it and you know I can make myself a little bit better on but to fully get behind your teammate there that's that's fantastic just unbelievable yeah when I heard that uh and also Jess Stenson said afterwards she said this really truly is a team gold and then she explained that story so Mm. yeah just amazing and the men marathon I know you and Robert would have loved that because an Aussie had a massive crack and you know that's what we want to see in some of these races is lay your cards on the table uh, what were your thoughts well same thing as as Jess I was blown away I'm like Liam what are you doing get behind the, the other guys you know <laughs> let them do some work you're you're just taking the pain here and uh, you know this this guy this is another guy that's been around I, I had a quick look just to check when it was but I remember when he won the city to surf that was back in 2011 I actually watched the YouTube and he stuck it to um, Michael Shelley who was our number one distance runner at the time same time they came in down Campbell parade, turned the corner together and Liam went, see you later, buddy. I want this one and just took off and got the win by a couple of seconds. And so he's no stranger <laughs> to being overtaken for um, for a medal or, or being the overtaker. It's it's great competition, you know, and, and, and he, oh, there was a great picture of him just, you know, absolutely spent hanging on to a, a drink bottle sitting in a daze after the race and he gave it everything. But, you know, they're probably – in hindsight, he, he didn't care. He he likes to race like that way. But he did admit that he wasn't ready for the hills at the end where I'd say Jess was. Yeah, yeah. Liam Adams, uh, 213.23. So 228 behind the winner. Also for the Aussies, Andrew Buchanan in seventh place, 215.40. So that's a fantastic run as well by another Aussie in the field. Uh, the winner, though... From Uganda, I think we've unearthed another great marathon runner. So Victor Kiplagat, 210.55. Who went the wrong way and then still managed to get the the time. Yeah, that (laughs) that looked like it could have been disastrous. Guru, over to you. Yeah, look, just back to Liam. I think what he he did in the lead up to the Games, I think just epitomises what marathon running is all about. He's still working a full-time job as an electrician. He said he'd have to work (laughs) nine to five working 40 hours a week and then go for a run after work. And this is the guy who's, who's running, you know, special times in the marathon. So, look, full credit to him. I think that's why we love marathon running so much. I'm not sure there's another sport out there that goes for two hours that just encaptures everyone's imagination as much as what marathon running does. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And 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 some people might find it a little bit repetitive or boring, but generally, uh, you know, if you if you can watch what's happening and and see it unfold, it's it's really quite fascinating on the uh, capacity of the different athletes and what's going to affect them. And I mean, t- talking about that, so in the um, para section of the marathon, how was the guy with the flat tire? 
I mean, you, you, you've got that introducing the wheelchair and now you've got another thing, you know, it's not just your legs or your shoes or your arms. I mean, now it's the the tyre going flat. I've never seen that in another games and, boy, does your heart not go out for that guy. Yeah, and just going back to Eloise Wellings momentarily, so no one would know more than you how difficult it is to transition from the track to marathon running. So is she an Olympic finalist over 10K and then steps up to the marathon. What's that transition like? Well, yeah, it's an interesting that you're, you're asking that for Eloise particularly. My first race was in a 4K cross country. So, you know, she she's a very um, rounded athlete from having uh, on-road, off-road, on-track, off-track experiences. It's uh, potentially more the distance. And obviously a track is very flat and you've got that constant coming around uh, reinforcement. You know, you're two seconds out of a pace or one or you're in front or you're behind and obviously on the road it's so undulating that you your likelihood of actually maintaining a specific pace is is unrealistic because you're going to have hills you're going to have downhills uphills flat sections so you know to to sort of that that's really where the the transition becomes and you have to uh, get your head around how that's going to happen look ahead to you know researching the course and uh, being ready for it so that you can maintain your best pace through the, uh, you know, through the different terrains. Hey, by the way, I just quickly Googled uh, about the flat tyre, the wheelchair marathon, and the Queen has been urged to knight David Weir after his misfortune in the wheelchair marathon. Uh, did he end up finishing seventh? Like he was comfortably ahead, is that correct? Yeah, I, I'm not sure where he finished, but I know he he, he pulled over to, for a little section there. They, they zoomed in on him. I don't know whether he was just contemplating what to do or he knew the other guy was coming and wanted to get out of his way, but it was um, – yeah, it was it was amazing to just look at him, and he just went, "I'm just going to ride this thing in on the flat tire." And power to him, you know what a what a legend. Yeah, I'm not sure about a knighthood, but still, <laughs> <laughs> it enabled uh, his teammate John Boy Smith to go past and secure victory. Hey, Margaret, we had uh, we had race night at Mingara Track this week. Tell us more. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we really enjoy uh, the Tuesday nights there and uh, the competition for for all the locals. Uh, generally, get you know we get a good crowd, fifty or seventy. We've been uh, offering a three k um, lately, a five k, uh, as well as the three uh, k. So that's sort of uh, grabbing a little bit of attention from some of the uh, the distance runners. But we also um, we have some fantastic sprinters down there, and it and it gives a great opportunity for um, people to just get out and race their mates or race their kids or, or their coaches. And uh, it, it's, um, you know, it's a little bit casual, but it's also it, it's serious. People can, um, you know, they can look to achieving times. And um, I had a note from Ryan Roberts today who was trying to help Murray Schubert it to a PB in the 3K. And so Ryan said, well, he, he actually ran 5.16K because he was in lane two trying to help <laughs> and cheer Murray on. And, 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 you know, there are little stories like that. And you'll see, um, you know, Paul Singleton's uh, son Ryan will get out there and, and go along alongside somebody in the in the 100 or the 60 and they'll be half a step behind just cheering them on trying to help get them through so yeah we really enjoy the night down there and uh you know look forward to it every month hey what a murray run and can i just also ask do you guys realize what you've got on your hands you've got a guy there who was seriously top shelf 
in local AFL. In fact, he won the he won the best and fairest in the competition. Murray Schubert. Yeah, look, uh, Mars he's, he's well regarded in uh, in Kalani Vale Football Club and uh, and still involved now. But uh, look, it was a, in his day, he was a fantastic player and, and great to see him now back involved in running because I I know he's really passionate about his running and to see what he's achieving now is full credit to himself. Well, it was funny last week I said to him, oh, you can't keep going and doing PBs all the time. And he goes, why not? Yeah. <laughs> and and that absolutely, um, you know, where he's coming from, he's definitely got some time to go. He broke to 11 minutes. He got uh, a 10.51, which is, uh, that you know, that's really starting to to move and uh, not too many in front of him. I think there was only about half a dozen, most of them half his age at least. But uh, he, um, he he's just a joy to be around. He loves what he does and he and he works hard at it, you know. Yeah. Uh, might be a good time to bring in that quote from Rowan Browning, uh, Guru, from uh, earlier in the week uh, when he ran 10-10 in the 100 in the heats. Yeah, look, love this, this quote from Rowan. He got it from a, a golfer, Tony Finau, last week and he said, winners are losers who never stop trying. So I reckon that's a fantastic quote and uh, and one that he's he taken on board and I think a lot of people can. Hey, Margaret, we're just looking at the uh, time here. We're getting the wind-up from our producer, so we might have to leave it there, but I tell you, it has been awesome. In fact, I'm rising here in the man cave on this Saturday uh, and just saying thank you from the bottom of our hearts for coming on and sharing your love of track and field. Oh, look, thank you to the uh, Commonwealth Games participants. And next uh, time, and maybe have a look out for World Juniors that's also on at this, at this point because there is some stunning efforts going on there. But we won't have time to talk today except to wish them all the best for the rest of their competition. Uh, one of those is Katie Gunn, who's in the long jump event. That's in Cali in Colombia, which was uh, featured in Narcos, the uh, TV series. But best wishes to Katie. You wouldn't find a nicer young lady, Margaret. So uh, thanks again for joining us. We'll talk soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend.